Hi, this is Jessica Martinka with Martinka Consulting, and it is my pleasure today to have Melissa, who is CEO of Chameleon Technologies with us, and she is going to discuss what Chameleon Technologies does. Why don't you take it over, Melissa? Sure. Yeah. Thank you for having me, Jessica. I appreciate the opportunity to speak to your podcast audience. Um, Chameleon Technologies, we've been around since 2000, so a little over 20 years. Um, and for probably the first 13 years of my company, uh, we focused on IT staffing, engineering, and executive search. Uh, so essentially placing uh, talent in the local and national market at a variety of different companies, different industries to solve uh, staffing problems that they had. So that was kind of the initial start of our business. We since then have morphed into a three-pronged company. So staffing still being one element of our business, and we still do a tremendous amount of it uh, for clients such as Microsoft, Costco, ExtraHop, Enrix, BlackRock, uh, companies throughout the country, small brands, startups, and big, big companies that you may have heard of. Um, but since then, we've also built out a project division focused on the data services space. So we have an in-house team of developers, DevOps engineers, architects, uh, PMs that work specifically on custom projects in the data services space. Uh, so projects such as um, security, data warehousing, cloud strategy, report building, heavy analytics, et cetera. Um, the third prong of our business is a SaaS-based product that we built um, to support the staffing industry. And I guess I should kind of back up and give you, it's a lot to digest. <laughs> so, um, when I, when I initially started the staffing company, I always had a desire to get more into the project space. So versus recruiting on individual positions, which is what we do in the staffing realm um, for contractor full-time, again, within the IT and engineering space, I wanted to be able to take on projects where we offered solutions and had um, services capabilities around a core offering. So it was a little bit different mindset and direction. So in 2018 is when I branched off and built that team. And that was that second prong that I talked about that project data services division. Because I had a lot of issues around analytics and meaningful reporting with my staffing business and had this very robust data services project team assembled that we were helping customers with a variety of projects. I was like, hmm, I'm gonna leverage my own team to solve one of my internal problems within my staffing business. Uh, so I had one of our senior DevOps engineers build uh, an API connector to pull all of my data out of Bullhorn, which is um, a very large applicant tracking system, CRM solution for the staffing industry. I wanted all my data out. I wanted all my back office data, all my financials, everything pulled into one environment, into my own cloud-based data warehouse where I could hinge all of my reporting off that single source of truth. So I wanted really deep, meaningful, uh, drill down capabilities reporting for every element of my business. 
So I built that and that was the catalyst for that third prong of my business that I talked about, the SaaS-based service. And once I built it, I was like, if I need this and see value, and I had, you know, obviously talked to a lot of partners and friends that owned consultants, consulting and staffing firms as well that saw the value, I need to sell it. So that's, again, kind of giving you a little deeper view into kind of the story behind the evolution of Chameleon and the three elements of our business. So very different, but there's a lot of good synergy and collaboration between uh, those three prongs of the business. Um, so that was a long-winded version of what we do, but hopefully that gave you a little depth into who Chameleon Technologies is. Yeah, that's great. You sure have been busy, haven't you? Yeah, <laughs> yes. So what would you say were the, are the top three problems, issues that you help your clients with? Yeah, so again, they're different for each um, division of the company. For staffing, um, we're, we're finding successful employees. So we're essentially recruiting and staffing to fill a gap on a project. So whether it's providing that individual consultant or contractor to help with an internal project or issue they're having in the business, or we're finding them a direct hire permanent headcount. You know, maybe they need a senior level developer uh, to fill a gap in their company. Their recruiting HR department is unable to find that talent and wants to leverage um, our wide, deep network in filling that position. So we're, we're really helping them add value to the business through successful placement recruiting. Um, through the, the Chameleon BI team and my data services, it's a variety of problems, but usually we're solving um, whether it's, uh, gosh, there's so many different issues, but typically it all stems around reporting, um, security issues, help with cloud strategy, um, even doing solutions architecture to figure out where they want to go within their infrastructure and how they want to be able to grow and evolve as a company. So the problems are different complexity depending on the type of project that we're engaged with them, but it's usually solving pretty big issues that they're having in that department or company related to, to data. And then the third prong, our SaaS-based product, um, really the goal is giving them a holistic view of their business through meaningful analytics um, and that single source where all their data is stemming from. So they have that high level of transparency throughout the organization of where they're trending financially, um, how they're meeting their KPIs, um, and overall increasing revenue and profitability through this deeper lens of the business. So what would you say best uh, business practice changes that you've seen during COVID, whether it's with the companies or how you have changed in ways that you do things? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, I've always, I mean, we've been around 20 years, so I've, I've seen many recessions. Obviously, I have never experienced a pandemic, um, and this has been unique for my business, but I think the thing is you always have to stay nimble and innovate, embrace change, as well as um, get creative. You know, it's finding unique ways to rebrand yourself or unique offerings as the industry shifted. When we went to this 
remote model, I had a lot of clients that were open to embracing more nearshore, offshore and remote teams, which for me allowed me to scale my data team and create hybrid models there, but also for my staffing side allowed me to, to look at another venue uh, to create revenue. So again, what I've done and what's been successful for me is remaining nimble and continually trying to, to innovate and and um, you know, rebrand, so to speak, or um, find unique offerings to add value for our customers. And I think one other thing is this remote approach. You know, it's really taught, I think, most of us businesses, small or large, um, to embrace a remote working environment and really have that infrastructure um, to support that type of work. Um, fortunately, as a tech company, we were able to pivot quickly, but you still miss some of that collaboration. So finding unique ways to pull your team together um, outside of just daily scrum or um, with my staffing team, you know, we do it every other day morning meeting, finding other creative unique ways to keep everyone collaborating. And again, um, creating that transparency throughout the entire team and company. So what you mentioned, you do a morning meeting. What other ways do you do it with collaboration? Because I know that's a really big issue with people working remotely, mm -hmm. how to keep that going. Yeah, so because I have two distinct teams, <laughs> three offerings, but two teams, um, for my staffing team, we meet you know three times a week in the morning um, via a virtual platform. And then my data team, we meet every day because we're following agile methodology. And so we do a kind of what's called a daily standup or a scrum meeting. Outside of that, I have gotten really creative. Um, we've created one of our Slack channels we call Humble Dot, and we do fun questions on Mondays um, to get people just fun, unique questions, trying to think of what this week's were. Um, they could be silly, they could be deep thought, you know, it's just a variety of different questions to get everyone engaged. And then usually one's tied to work objectives, what's your big goal for the week. And then on Friday, we do that same thing, but it's a fun way to get everyone involved and responding. And then obviously they're replying with emojis and memes and all this fun stuff. So it's very engaging and it helps everyone on the team. And it's not just work focused, it's fun focused too. And then outside of that, we've done um, mixers, virtual mixers through companies and individually as a team via virtual platform like GoToMeeting or Zoom. And then we've also, for our holiday party, we had to do it unique this year. So we did a virtual cooking party. So we had a mixology session and then we all cooked together. So my husband and I prepared all the ingredients. There's companies that can do this as well, but we have a small team. Um, so we prepared everything and then um, strategically had it placed out on our porch for people to pick up and take home so they didn't have to buy any of the ingredients. It was all measured and ready to go. And then we did a virtual cooking and mixology session where we made a, a mocktail and a cocktail for those interested together. And it was really fun. We also do a lot of game nights. So we try to do virtual game nights. Um, we use um, Jackbox a lot. It's through the Steam platform through Valve and it's an interactive way to play games and engage our staff. I have a lot of technical people that are gamers. So that's another fun way uh, to collaborate. 
Um, we've done all sorts of unique things. You have to get creative during these times. And then we do, um, we set 90 day goals as a team and they're departmental, but they're also team oriented. And then we sync as a team to discuss those goals both, both quarterly as well as annually. Oh, that's good way to keep things exciting. So there's some <laughs> ways that your clients can increase their profits with you working with them. Oh gosh. Well, again, for the staffing or recruiting engine, it's time to fill. So a lot of these companies have um, a huge desire to fill a key role that's um, impacting their business significantly, whether it's an unfilled role or they're replacing a person that's not successful in the role. So engaging with us is truncating that time to fill, allowing them to really leverage our deep expertise and pipeline to find the right technical or engineering or C-level candidate. And once we place that person, it's taking off that load and adding immediate value and profit back into the business. And we're contingent oriented. So they're typically outside of our executive search model. They're not paying for our services, for our contractors or a direct hire placement till we've actually made the fill. So there's, there's no upfront cost to them either. Mm -hmm. So it's a really great way to leverage our team and see immediate value. Um, for my BI division, for my project team, it's, I mean, it's solving big problems within their business. And a lot of it stems around data ingestion and reporting. So a lot of times they have painful issues where they're, um, gosh, they don't have, you know, real-time analytics. So they're manually doing things that's taking a tremendous amount of effort from operations or either other teams. They also um, are dealing with, I mean, there's so many different issues I could dive into. I don't want to get too technical, but it's solving major issues that are costing them money, um, costing them team members time, which translates into dollars and other things. And then for our product, for staffing companies, our product immediately saves their money because right now they're pulling reports from 10 different systems, blending them into Excel, which is then a static report, old data with no drill down capabilities, we're taking all that data, blending it in one environment and giving them one place to see every KPI or financial in their business with real-time analytics. So it's pulling directly in with drill down capabilities. So they're able to see in staffing, I'm paying for these subscriptions to these job boards. They can see right away how much revenue and net profit they're netting from the placements from those tools. They can make strategic business decisions. They can see uh, within their team who the successful contributors, what is the actual revenue dollars or gross profit they're bringing into the business. There's so many different things they can do with our product to save money and add value. Wow, I bet that really helps them out. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, I mean, analytics and single source of truth and all those different things are sometimes new to a lot of our staffing clients because some of them are non-technical, but once they understand the value and see how much money they're actually saving through having a tool like ours available, they get it. And yes, immediately, then they tend to rely on it and become very tethered to it, <laughs> which is great stickiness for us. Mm -hmm. 
So you said you work with, um, you know, smaller companies all the way up to what big corporate, big yeah. corporate companies. So is that a service available for the smaller companies? Yeah, so that was important to me as a small business myself throughout the years. I feel like there's been offerings that I've wanted to take advantage of that were cost prohibitive because they didn't have anything for the SMB market. So when I built my product, we definitely have a sweet spot as far as looking at our own analytics and where we've sold our SaaS-based product to. However, I wanted everyone, big or small, to be able to leverage our product. So we did create... Um, a unique pricing model that allows us to service um, small business as well. Um, typically, if it's a couple of users, the value is tremendous with their product, but they may not want to make the investment because they have such transparency because they're so small. But the ones that do embrace it have built that engine to sustain and scale them um, for their growth. But yeah, so we service small, I would say, you know, um, small clients that are, you know, a, a little over a million in revenue and maybe a, a small team to very sizable clients in our mix that are 40, 50 million. Uh, some of the really large billion dollar companies that we partnered with, we've done more custom projects, but a lot of them tend to build their own solution in-house because they're that big. But we have consulted tremendously with those companies on how to do it correctly. So since you, you've worked with the big companies, the small companies, who is your most interesting client? Oh my gosh, we have so many awesome clients. Um, I'll, I'll speak two elements. On the staffing side, um, the last couple of years, we've had a great opportunity to, to partner with a, a medical devices company here locally. Um, they were kind of split off from a larger company where they're creating a wearable defibrillator. And we got to be a part of their initial development and growth. And now they're going to FDA approval. But it was a blast because you're working with the company one, building out their tech team. And this was a lot of embedded engineers, hardware folks, some software that we helped them with, but mostly hardware. Um, but it's such a cool product. It's a product that's gonna save lives and proactively help people um that have heart issues i mean so it was an amazing client just because of what they did there was that feel good element and i really connected and enjoyed partnering with their leadership team too and they're still a client they're just at a different phase of their growth um on the data side um we did about a year and a half project with a large gaming company here locally that had a manufacturing division where they were building vr equipment and then all the other elements, the dongles and different things that go with it. And fortunately, we're presented with the opportunity to build out the whole solutions architecture for their data warehouse and reporting environment for their manufacturing division. So that was a blast because it's very rare that you get to build out something from scratch. So they wanted their data warehouse on-prem, which is unique in this day and age, but because of gaming and hackers, they wanted it on-prem. So we got to help them go through that process, deal with all their international suppliers with all the data acquisition, and then build out some really rich, meaningful reports to help them drive their business uh, within that manufacturing division. So it was a blast. It was such a cradle to grave approach to a project with a lot of depth and a lot of learning, fortunately, too, which I enjoy because manufacturing is very unique. Our team, uh, a couple of core individuals had that deep expertise, but
but there was a lot of us that had to drink from the fire hose, so to speak, to, to really um, get more depth around manufacturing and the KPIs and different things that they're looking at that are important. And then for our SaaS-based product, probably one of my favorite customers right now, they've because they've just been so fun to partner with, is uh, a big company up in Canada that is growing through acquisitions. So they keep acquiring technology companies, but a lot in the HR and staffing space, both in Canada and in the US. So it's been fun because we're a part of that growth. They see the value in our SaaS-based product and this dynamic BI reporting solution that we built. So they keep wanting more and it's fun to grow with them and get to see these other staffing firms they're bringing into the mix and the type of reporting that they're doing. And the beauty of our product, it's highly customizable. So we white label it and everything. So clients love it because a lot of out of the box solutions, there are no white labeling capabilities. You have different terminology. You can't really tweak the nuances or visuals you don't like. So ours is highly customizable. And it also creates a lot of custom reports or needs that they request that we can easily um, TNM and build within our products that they have those as well. And then we do a roll up of all their businesses. So they have a top line roll up of how all their companies and their portfolio are performing. So it's been really fun to partner with this company just because of the complexity of their business and the growth opportunity that we've received from that relationship. Wow. Well, as knowing you for as long as I have, I sure have learned a lot about your company today and I really appreciate it. Um, for our listeners, can you tell them how, if they want to get a hold of you? Your, your yeah, definitely. And yeah, so um, we're, my website is chameleon, C-H-A-M-E-L-E-O-N, tech, T-E-C-H, Inc., inc.com so chameleontechinc.com um, there's different ways to contact us on there i am on linkedin melissa acton hyphen bazaar b-u-z-a-r-d feel free to send me a linkedin invite my email and my phone number are on there as well um, we're on insta facebook twitter all the social handles um, so there's a lot of ways to to find me or my company and then as a side note, this year I started another company. It's um, really a stealth mode startup building cool products. So I'm not doing much with that, but there's an opportunity for another podcast. I'd love to share more information. It's tied to data, but it's, we're going to be building um, a, a player tracking and analytic software solutions for casinos. Uh, so we've started building out our minimum viable product. It will take us in January, we started. So this is a fairly new company. Lux Software is the name. Um, and we should be done with our beta in about six to eight months. And then we'll start selling first to Washington because every state is regulated and runs differently when it comes to gaming, gambling. Um, and then we will look at evolving our product into the California and other markets. So that's exciting and something I'd love to share with your audience at another time. Oh, I can't wait for that next podcast. Stay tuned. So Melissa, thank you so much for being on today. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you, Jessica. I appreciate the opportunity to talk with you and 
share any of the insights that I can with your audience. I'm all about learning and networking. So I appreciate the opportunity. That sounds great. Have a good day. You as well.